are upon the season, and Jesus is the reason for the season. Here's the good thing, guys. I believe that everyone in this room, as long as you are in relationship with him, you know him to be your Lord and your Savior, you have Jesus in your life. Amen? And this world needs Jesus. Amen? A very popular scripture that I'm sure many of you have heard many a time before, especially if you watch football or things like that. John 3, 16 through 17, it says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. How many of you guys realize and know that we are all eternal beings. Whether you realize it or not, in this very moment, you are an eternal being. Now, once you leave this world, once you leave this place, you are either going to spend the rest of your eternity in heaven with God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and everyone else that went before you, or eternally separated from him. Now, that is your choice, should you choose to do so. The eternal separation uh, is hell or, or, you know, whatever you want to call it, separation from God, the gross outer darkness, the annihilation, whatever it is, you will be separated from him from all eternity. And I don't know about you, but that does not sound like a grand time. That does not sound like a fun time. I want to spend my eternity with life and love and goodness. And that's what it says here. It says, God sent his son to the world. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And even though we deserve the judgment, like it said, God sent his son into the world to judge the world, but to save, not to judge the world, but to save the world. Meaning that we needed somebody to save us. We could not do this work on our own. Because if we didn't need Jesus, he wouldn't have sent Jesus. It would have been irrelevant. Jesus wouldn't have gone to the cross if he didn't need to go. I don't know about you, but if I had the option to go to the cross, I would choose no. And I'm sure if Jesus had the option, he would have said no. And in fact, he even asked God in the garden. He said, will you please let this cup pass before me? But if not, your will be done. Like Jesus was totally like on board with pushing the buck to somebody else or just moving on into the whole other plan altogether. But that's neither here nor there as well. But what I'm talking about today is that there is eternity in our future So where we spend it is based upon our belief in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Now, I believe that most of you in this room, if not all of you, are in right relationship with God. You already know him as your Lord and Savior, but the rest of this world needs what we have. We have this Jesus, and they need him. Amen? Say, I got him, and they need him. Over in Matthew 16, 15, it says, He told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Say everyone. Everyone. Now, maybe you won't go into all of the world like Carolina was talking about, going to the nations. But this is what I do believe, that you are meant to go into your world. You're meant to go into your school. You're meant to go on your bus stop. You're meant to go on to the bus. You're meant to go on the street corner. You're meant to go to the cul-de-sac, even in the walls of your own home. You're supposed to go into your world and share the Jesus that you know and believe to be your Savior. Now, maybe you don't have all the answers. Maybe you don't know all the words. Maybe you don't know all the scriptures, and that's okay, because I'm here to tell you today, Jesus is all you need. Jesus is all that they need. Everything else can come after. 
Because God doesn't expect us to be perfect. God is not asking us to change and clean up our acts before Jesus. Because that's all, we can't be changed without him. Our life cannot be better without him. We cannot go to heaven without him. And we have Jesus, and that's what they need. Amen? Say, I have what they need. I have this little book that uh, I've been reading to my kids for many years, but I haven't read it to them in a long time. But the other day, I read this book called The Rainbow Fish. Oh, that's good. You got, oh, everyone's like, oh, The Rainbow Fish. Yeah, I was like thinking, I was like, no one's going to know this book, but you all know the book. I'm so excited. Yeah, I had it when I was little too. I'm so excited. It's the rainbow fish, guys. And I was reading this book, and, and I thought about reading it for you guys, but for sake of time, I cannot because I can't. I can't read it. We don't have time. I'm gonna, I can summarize it. You want me to summarize? Oh, my gosh, guys. We don't have time. Here's what, here's what we'll do. We cannot read it tonight because there's not time. There's seriously not time, but I will summarize it. For, at least it's like, read it. Read it, read it. Oh, my gosh. Peer pressure. All right. Everyone calm down. The rainbow fish. All right. <laughs> Here we go. The rainbow fish was the most beautiful fish in the sea, but he never played with the other fish. I'm too beautiful, he thought. Once a little blue fish asked for one of his shining scales, but the rainbow fish just laughed. Never, he said. After that, the other fish swam away from him, and the rainbow fish was all alone. I can't believe I'm reading as a children's book right now. He went to the starfish for help. Why is anyone like me, he asked. Go ask the octopus, said the starfish. She is very wise. I always think the starfish didn't like him either. She's like, go talk to that guy. I'm not talking to you, rainbow fish. Anyway, the octopus said, give away your shining scales. You won't be as beautiful, but you will have friends. I can't do that, cried the rainbow fish. But suddenly, the little blue fish was back. Please, he said, could I have just one scale? I think of like time. Could I have just one scale, please, sir? Well, the rainbow fish thought, maybe just one tiny little scale. Little blue fish was so pleased it made the rainbow fish feel happy. And soon after, all the fish came, and the rainbow fish gave away its scales one by one. Finally, he had only one shining scale left. But now, as he swam off to play with his friends, he was the happiest fish in the sea. All right. All right. Thank you. I worked really hard on that book, uh, you know been reading it for a long time uh you know thank you my best you guys are dismissed amen I'm, I'm joking i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking but okay now i understand that there are some things in here that are not going to directly translate to what we're talking about today but as i was reading this to my daughter on monday night i was reminded about the message that we're doing right now and i was like dang that's so good this rainbow fish had something different about him that was attractive to the other fish the other fish were drawn to this fish because he had something that they found attractive, that they wanted as a part of their life. And at first, this rainbow fish was like, nah, I don't want to do that. That sounds awful. That sounds like a bad time. Like, that's not convenient for me. Like, I like my, my scales. I like my time. I like my space. Ugh, get away. But then eventually, he kind of had a, a coming to himself and realized, you know what? Maybe they can have these scales. And then as he started to share the scales with other people, they all, other fish, <laughs> they all began to partake and enjoy in each other's company. And now they were all happy fish swimming together in the sea, beautiful and all having their own little scale 
that was seen by all. They all had their own uniqueness and their own thing, but they were all attractive because they all had the thing that the rainbow fish had, right? More or less. And so how this relates to you, I can't explain it, and I'm not even going to try. Not this, no, I, I can explain what I'm about to I'm not, not talking about this. I can't explain the book, but you know what I mean? Like, people are going to be attracted to you. People are going to be drawn to you, not attracted to you. Calm down. Every, I mean, there probably will be people attracted to you. You know, I'm, I'm sure you look great. You know what I mean? Whatever. But I'm saying people are going to be drawn to you because there is something different about you. And whether you recognize it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, you have a shining scale, if you will. You have a light that is within you, and that is Jesus Christ. And we've talked about this many a time before, but Matthew 5:14 talks about how you are the light of the world. A city set up on a hill. And what's so crazy about that, when I think about a city and a light up on a hill, I think about like a lighthouse like leading boats in off the water. And when these boats come in, they are looking for that lighthouse to figure out where the dock is, where the safe place is, where the provision is. We are meant to be lighthouses out on the shore leading those that are lost to Jesus. But if we don't go out and let our light shine and we don't go out and we are willing to share the light that is within us, people will not come to know him, at least in the way that we do. And I don't mean to make this a very weighty and heavy burden on your life because it's not supposed to be. The good news is, is that it's all Jesus anyway. Yes, you have Jesus and you get to play a part, but he gets to do all the work. We just get to follow through and be a part of it. Amen? Say, I'm not alone. I got Jesus. And people need Jesus. Over here in John 14, 26, it says, The Father sends the advocate as my representative. That is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything, and he'll remind you of everything that I told you. I love the Holy Spirit. He's so awesome. He's so amazing. Other translations talk about this, how he sends the advocate. Other things say he's the comforter. Others say he's the strengthener. He's our counselor. He's our friend. He's our intercessor. He's our standby. There's a myriad of definitions. The Holy Spirit can be whatever we need him to be in that moment to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. We are supposed to go into all of the world. We are supposed to go into our world. But what is awesome and what is amazing is that we have a helper that will make this come to pass. He will bring everything back to your remembrance. You don't have to be concerned about the words you're going to say. Now, you got to speak and you got to do your part, but you don't need to focus so much on that. We just need to be present with people and let Jesus flow out of us. Amen. Over here in Ephesians 3:16 it says I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Say I am strong and I have unlimited resources from a limitless God. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says that my grace is all that you need. My power works best in my weakness. Now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses that the power of Christ can work through me. You are not perfect. I'm sorry. Even if you think you are, you're not. 
sorry, I didn't mean to look right at you, Ava, when I said that you're just right there. And we, yeah, I just catch eyes with you, girl. I'm sorry. It just happens. You're not perfect, girl. I, I hate to admit it. To you. But you got the perfect one that's going to empower you. His grace is all that you need. Where you are weak, he is strong. I, I heard a minister say this the other day, and I, I, I might like grossly like quote this out, but basically he said, this is where God has created you, and this is where God has called you to be. This is what God has called you to do, but God has created you here. There is all this space in between, but we need God to fill this gap, to reach our highest potential and go where we've been called to go. But we have to trust that even though we've been made right here, and even though we're working with what we got right now, our God has called us here, and he has empowered us with all that we need to reach this place and to reach this world and to spread the good news and be a light in our schools and be a light in our homes and be a light in our communities. Even when it doesn't look like we can do it, even when it doesn't feel like we can do it, our God has called us here, and he will fill all the gaps. Amen? We just have to trust and believe and follow through with whatever he asks us to do. You're made for this. Even though you're made here, you're made to operate with him so he can do great things with you up here. You know, we, we talk about Ephesians 2.10 all the time. You know, you've been made this masterpiece predestined to good, do good works. And what I believe is that he has all the equipment that you need to do those works. Say, I'm called to do good works. I'm called to spread good news. And he's going to help me do it. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now, some people take this out of context and think that they can literally do everything. And I'm sorry, Ava, you cannot literally do everything. You can only do everything that God calls you to do. Everything that God calls you to do, you can do it because he gives you strength, Ava. <laughs> as long as everyone else, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ava. You're just there. It's just happening. It's happening right now. I love you so much. I hope you understand. This is all in good fun. But we can all do what God has called us to do because he is the one that gives us the strength. Amen. Joshua 1.9 says, this is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, about a month or so ago, we had the anniversary services and, and Laura Mayer, uh, Sarah's mom, uh, Miller's sister, Lisa's sister-in-law, you know, she was, she was ministering, she was preaching, she was talking. This was like the last night we were there on a Wednesday night. We all went over there together. Some of you that were there that remember, she was the, the blonde, blonde-haired lady. She was just preaching up a storm. She was super awesome, super great. Loved it. Go back and listen again if you listened to it already. If you didn't listen to it before, let's do it anyway. Anyway, but she was talking about how, you know, when the Lord leads you to minister to somebody, when the Lord leads you to do something for him, that we have to trust that he's already been out ahead of us. He's already been in our future. Time and space, all the, God exists outside of all of that. And we are here in this linear time, just following through with this crazy timeline or whatever, but God has already been there. So be strong, 
be courageous, knowing that your God is with you, taking you to where he has already been, meaning he already has the answers that you need, meaning he already knows the right words for you to say. He already knows what you're supposed to pray for somebody. He already knows that all you need to do is just give that girl a hug when she's sad, and that'll be a great way for you to minister about Jesus. He already knows that all you got to do is just be a presence in somebody's life when they are having an awful day, and that way it can open up a door for you to share your truth about him. It might feel insignificant, or it might feel crazy scary, or it might feel extremely weird, or whatever it might feel like to you, but know if God has called you there, he knows exactly how to get you through there. Psalms 23 talks about even though I walk through the the valley of the shadow of death or even if you walk through this conversation of uncomfortable talks with somebody or even though I walk through this uncomfortable moment of prayer with somebody, you are close beside me. Our God gets you through battles. Our God gets you through valleys. And our God helps you minister the good news to all. Trust and believe that God is with you. Be strong, be bold, be courageous, and share him with your world. Amen? I want to pray for you all real fast. Bow your heads for me. Father God, I thank you so much for what you're doing in this space, Lord. I thank you for every single person in the room tonight. I thank you that you remind them the importance of this gift of Jesus, this gift that they have in him, how much better their eternal destination looks because of you, how much better their life looks because they've been rescued from sin, they've been rescued from death and lack and bondage because of you. Lord, I pray that you inspire all of them and you encourage all of them not to keep this gift to themselves, but to go and spread it to all that you lead them to be heard. I thank you, Lord, that you equip every single one of these students with a boldness like never before, with a courage like never before, so they can go and do what you ask them to do. Help them, Lord. Advocate for them, Lord. Comfort them, Lord. Speak through their lips. Help them be the blessing in their life, in their community. Thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name.